What's up, everybody? This is John Nelson, J Trains Podcast LC19. Today, I want to have a business talk with you guys on just mergers, acquisitions, and a little bit of insight into what I've learned over the last couple of years in business. I'm telling you, I have a business degree and nothing has prepared me than just to go out there and do my own thing and really experience uh, multiple political red tape, uh, different situations, relationships, connections, networking. So I want to go through that with you guys to give you a little bit of insight on the fitness industry or if you are preparing to become a trainer, become a coach, uh, just kind of what to expect and to encourage everybody to at least try entrepreneurship. First off, congratulations to Anchor, the app that I use for podcasting. They have uh, been acquired by Spotify. Spotify bought them and they bought another uh, podcasting platform. Congratulations to that. I don't know necessarily what that means, but I do know that Spotify is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, streaming platform in the entire world. Uh, I believe I was reading in a report that they had 96 million paid subscribers, as opposed to Apple, who had only 50 million paid subscribers. Still a lot of people, but not as much as Spotify. So congratulations with that. Uh, not sure what that means for this platform. Uh, I've always been looking for an engineer and a studio. I want to get a better sound quality. I want to put in music. I want to, you know, have that advantage of doing a podcast that way and stick uh, some video in there so I can start my YouTube channel and really get content pumping the right way. This has been a great platform to get started on. And, uh, you know, I want to take that next step in my podcasting journey or in my uh, content journey and really ramp it up. So I'm you know, continuing my search for an engineer uh, for a studio and really just got to be able to budget that in and allocate that uh, fitness money isn't that much. <laughs> so I uh, just got to fit that in somehow, some way, but I'll get it done. I'm very resourceful and, uh, you know, I'll make sure that that happens. So basically with the acquisition of that, with, you know, the merger, people are kind of concerned at Anchor, you know, Am I going to be able to stream my podcasting platforms on all services or all digital uh, streaming providers, also known as DSPs? You know, it got me to thinking about the fitness industry. It really got me to think about, okay, the business side of the fitness industry. And if you're looking to become a personal trainer or coach or a life coach or uh, development or sports performance or sports specific training, anything like that, I highly, 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 highly recommend uh, going to college and getting a degree in either kinesiology, uh, business administration, uh, sports management, uh, exercise physiology, or something along those lines. A little bit about my college background. I was a kinesiology exercise science major for about two to three years. And then I was having a conversation with a lifetime fitness trainer in Michigan. And they were just showing a little bit of regret that here they are, 42 years old, I believe at the time. 
and were kind of stuck in the training game. They had a uh, degree in exercise science, kinesiology. They had a master's in kinesiology. They had all the types of training certifications you could imagine. But he could never get breakthrough into management because I guess he just wasn't management material or something like that. But he always had the regret. And we were talking about that and as we were conversing about that. He was saying, hey, you know, you really should think about going to business because you really want to hybrid yourself. Yes, you are understanding how the body works, how functions work, how biomechanics work, how functional fitness works, all of that stuff. But also, you know, this will give you a great platform to go into the business side, to understand how things run, how things operate. Because, you know, he said, I'm in a very good business, but the majority of businesses, the majority of uh, corporate gyms and, you know, uh, companies that you work for are not going to be as kind to you as Lifetime is. And when he told me that, I really took that to heart. Uh, at the time, I had a torn meniscus and then I was had the broken ankle at the same time. So it was not fun. Uh, so I really switched my business major into sports management. I switched that over and, uh, you know, it, it took me a little bit longer to finish school. But, you know, I got that done and uh, now I'm kind of like a hybrid between the two. If you really want to differentiate yourself uh, between just having a certification or having a degree, you really want to, you know, have both. If you really want to differentiate yourself, excuse me, in the fitness industry, got that backwards. But you really want to, you know, separate that. Uh, that's why I like the company I'm currently employed with right now because they require a degree plus certifications. You got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to market yourself. You know, you got to know how to brand yourself. You got to know business models and how people are getting over on you. Uh, you know, you can study that for four years or you can study kinesiology for four years and get a certification. But I see too many trainers trying to pimp the system or trying to take shortcuts and just get a certification and then roll with that. You really can't just learn kinesiology in a 16 chapter book and study it for eight weeks and take an exam and regurgitate materials and then think you know everything there is to know about kinesiology. And that's my current beef with the certifications out there on the market. Uh, just because, you know, you can't pick up a book and you can't fit really the anatomy or biomechanics of a human in a 30-page chapter. It's just not going to happen. And then you have people that think they're walk-on-water trainers and they're telling a bunch of misinformation or they're just, you know, doing things half-assed or they don't understand the business side of it. You are in the service goods industry. You are providing a service. And that's the other thing, too. You really have to understand business models. You really have to understand that. When I was young in my career, I made the mistake of believing that I was an entrepreneur and that I was, you know, building this business. And in reality, I was working for someone else's business. I was the instrument to help make the business go, help uh, develop it from the ground up. But I was, you know, young, dumb, impressionable, uh, looking for a way out. So, you know, that was my way out at the time. What I recommend is that you guys really go out there as soon as you leave college, go out there and, and travel and, you know, really get a feel for everything. 
that you want to get a feel for. I mean, coming out of college, you're going to be broke anyways. Uh, you do have to get some type of employment to pay back your student loans and all that. I understand that. But at the same time, you really go out there and feel for yourself because, you know, I've wasted uh, so many years trying to build that business. And then it came to a very nasty uh, split uh, in 2016. And I think the thing that I get pissed off at myself the most is, you know, the fact that I wasted so much time doing that and so much energy. I was so invested, uh, loyal to a very big fault. And, uh, you know, now the things that I'm going through now and learning about business, learning about training, I really honestly should have been going through that at 25. Uh, now I'm 30. And, you know, I feel like, you know, that kind of screwed with me a little bit. But on the flip side, uh, that really helped me a lot going through that situation because I understand what's fishy, what's a scam, what's not a scam, uh, you know, different things like that. And I've commonly said in this podcast before, you know, I've learned more from business than I did doing my degree. Now, you say, John, how can you advocate getting a degree and you learn, still learn more from Barnes & Noble or you still learn from real world experience? It's good to have that paper, but you're still not going to learn a lot about business until you actually go through it, even at the MBA level. Right now, I am currently struggling with either getting an MBA or not getting an MBA. I'm leaning toward getting an MBA, but at the same time, do I want to put myself $50,000 in the hole and then uh, be charged enormous interest rates and do not have any uh, loan forgiveness or anything like that? So I'm, I'm still debating that. Uh, but, you know, how do you navigate through business? You really have to study business models, guys. These gyms that are posting on Indeed, uh, these gyms that these corporate settings are that are posting and trying to sell you a dream. Uh, it's exactly that. It's a dream. It's a dream. Uh, the numbers are very misleading. The uh, everything sounds good. And the people that are selling you the positions that you want, maybe at a corporate gym, uh, those are trained salespeople. So they're going to put their pitch just like they're going to put their pitch and a new member, they're going to put your pitch on you and make it seem like, oh, you're going to make so much money when in reality, you're not. Uh, the reality of the matter is in the fitness industry, you make real money by really either going into management and climbing up or becoming uh, corporate and then getting away from the training game completely. Or you go out there and do your own thing. And that's what I recommend for every single person that's listening to this podcast today. Go out there and chase your passion. That's why I kind of took the month of December and harped on it so much for 2019 because these companies are merging. These companies are getting bigger and bigger and richer and wealthier by the minute. And they're giving us, you know, 20% here, 30% here, 50% here. And we're the talent. We make the wheels go for the business. We make the business an enormous amount of money and to, you know, give someone 30% of their work is bullshit. Uh, it's just straight up bullshit. Uh, and you know, that's just unfortunate to see that in the fitness industry. Now I understand on some level that the corporations or companies want to make their profits and they're all about making profit. Yes, but you can't give your people crumbs 
and expect them to be happy with. If you have noticed lately, there is a ton of turnover in the last year when it comes to pretty much every corporate gym everywhere because the rates are so low. You're getting so low commission on uh, what you're actually doing. Uh, you're charging enormous amounts of money to members and to clients for training and you're not recouping that or you're not seeing that. And that's very dangerous. You have to understand uh, you know, what business models are out there. I was in an interview with a very popular chain and uh, the guy showed me the rates uh, for, you know, what a trainer makes, what the splits are, blah, 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 blah. And I said, cool. And I went to reach and grabbed the rate sheet so I can study the numbers and go over it. And that's my, some of my trusted friends for advice. And, uh, he snatched it back real quick and he said, uh, uh, he said that stays here. That's proprietary. And be honest, guys, there's nothing proprietary about commission splits. The guy was full of shit. And so that was the immediate red flag. And, and I turned around a couple hours later and said, absolutely not when they offered the position because I knew they were getting over on me. And, you know, you got to understand that in business, these corporations and these companies that you want to work for or that you have dreams of working for or developing uh, when you're a young kid, you know, they're going to screw you in any way possible. You have to understand how you're going to get screwed. Uh, and then you can operate within that. It's kind of like the matrix. If you fight the matrix, uh, then you're going to lose because there's too many of them. But if you maneuver around the matrix, if you maneuver within the matrix, then you're going to be successful and eventually get out of that and do your own thing. Much like work, much like corporations, much like, you know, going after different things. You have to really understand business. Uh, you know, I highly recommend ev even taking business courses from somebody that is not in the fitness industry because there's so much salesmanship and there's so much lying and there's so much misleading and manipulation that you really, really have to pay attention. It's uh, just like the music industry. Uh, a lot of people are going nuts about, you know, being an independent artist and really putting their own music out there and owning their publishing and owning, you know, all the types of different things or owning their masters. You know, same thing in the fitness industry. When you put on that company shirt, you know, they think they're your property. And technically, you sign a contract and you are their property. Do I consider myself an entrepreneur right now? Uh, no. But do I want to get back in the entrepreneurship game? Uh, absolutely. Because... Uh, I want to, you know, really go out there and do my own thing and build my own brand. J Trains is my own brand and I'm going to be making provisions to get, you know, things locked down for that. But right now I'm trying to associate myself with a high power brand. So that way, uh, you know, I want to be taken seriously in this industry. Nothing pisses me off more than not being taken seriously uh, throughout different things in life. And I have a really underdog story. I have a really underdog life story. I came from a small Christian school, uh, you know, just really overlooked on and passed on. And, uh, you know, I want to make my mark in this industry and I want to make my uh, success in this industry. But I have to maneuver it because, you know, I spent all of 2017 fighting uh, the industry instead of maneuvering around it and really learning. And, it, you know, I can't tell you how many times I picked up the phone and was venting and complaining and, and arguing and just being negative, not to my own fault, but, 
You know, I was so sick and tired of the things happening around me, but I kept fighting it instead of trying to maneuver and to get my end of it. You know, and it's just insane. You know, when someone spends, you know, $600 on 20 sessions and then you only recoup maybe half of that, if you're lucky, usually the standard is like 30%. And 30% is a joke. Um, 30% of anything is a joke. If you shot 30% at a basketball game, do you think that would be a good percentage? If you scored 30% on a test, do you think that you would do well on the test? If you gave someone or your partner 30% of yourself, do you think that relationship is going to be successful? So why in the blue hell uh, do gyms think it's okay to give their people 30%? You know, trainers and coaches and You know, we're in the gym day in and day out all day long. And we have those relationships with people. We are the talent that keeps those people uh, acclimated to the gym, acquired and retain them. So we're the talent that brings it in. These companies are making a ton of money off of us and they're not doing anything. We're doing the work. And I remember working for FedEx and I remember working for them at night and I can remember having a conversation with my operations manager. Uh, There's one night I was pissed off and, uh, you know, I went up to him and I said, dude, you just sit around and watch us bust our ass and, and we're just, you know, getting killed over here. Why can't you jump in and help us out? You know, I kind of called him out because I was angry. It was I was tired. I was exhausted. And things at the time in my life were not going well. So I kind of took that frustration out on him. And he said, you know what? He said, you're right. He said, I would absolutely love to help you guys. But the company pays me for me to observe you guys and then to cut your hours back and forth. So and leverage it out so I can make the company maximum profit. And they pay me a salary to do exactly that and that only. They do not want me to help you. And I was really taken back by it. You know, I really didn't understand that, but now I do. And it's like these companies want to make maximum profit. And I don't blame them, but these are behemoth companies that are trying to make max profits off you guys. A lot of these companies, these fitness companies are making, uh, the big brands are making anywhere from uh, $100 million in revenue per year to over $2 billion in revenue a year. That is a lot of money. And the trainers, the coaches, the development, the people that are working nonstop, those people are the people that keep that gym in business or keep those members happy. And to give someone 20% of something, to give someone 30% of something, it's not okay. It's not okay at all. And I think that's going to drive me away eventually from corporations because, you know, you're just really pimping you out. You're just pimping you out. What's stopping me from, you know, getting someone on the side and going out there and training them and recouping 100% of the money? Nothing. I'm well qualified to do that and, and I can do that. And sometimes in some cases, I absolutely do do that. You know, and that's where you as an entrepreneur, you as a businessman, or you as a trainer, you as a coach, you have to understand, like, you have to look for different buildings and different things and really run your own operation. If you really want to see a return on money, if you want to see a return on your investment, if you want to see a return on your time. I think the most valuable thing for me right now at 30 years old is my time. My time is so valuable to me and so precious to me. 
And there's some days where you get caught up in training so many people that there's no time for yourself to develop. There's no time for yourself to, you know, do what you have to do to make it in this industry. And you lose that time. That's precious time. And I get frustrated sometimes because I'm like, damn, I just drove this way, did this, drove here, trained this, drove there, taught this class, drove here, did this. And it's just very, very draining. And it's like, what time did I allocate for myself and my own development and my own growth and my own you know, way of doing my own business? None. And then you lose out on that day because your competitors or people out there that want to do that. And when you're in entrepreneurship, it's all on you. You know, you have to work 80 hours a week just to skip out on working 40 hours a week. But you get to be your own boss. You get to tell you get to set your own policies. You get to run things how you want to run things. You don't have to have this bullshit about budgets or this bullshit about this or that. And you know, it's very frustrating, especially working with behemoth companies that make billions and billions and billions of dollars. And then they say, oh, we can only afford this. No, you can't afford anything. You just don't want to. It's a very black and white issue. But, you know, in entrepreneurship, you have to go all in. You have to get to a point where you make that decision and you just, you know, you kind of bet the house on it. You kind of bet the house on it and you go with it. Some of you are going to fail and some of you are going to uh, be very successful And I don't think this gets talked about enough with entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is now the new sexy. It's in. It's popular. Uh, People are calling themselves entrepreneurs. And great. They should work for themselves. They should make their own money. There's so much money out there to be made. Uh, You know, stop letting other people get 70 up to 70 percent commissions off of you uh, just for working. But at the same time, if you fail as an entrepreneur, that's it. Especially if you have a mortgage on the line or if you have this on the line or that on the line, a lot of entrepreneurs end up committing suicide. And uh, it's a very dark tale of entrepreneurship. Not a lot of people talk about the such high suicide rates if a business fails because entrepreneurship is like golf. You don't really have a teammate. It's just purely up to your skill, your hard work, your mentality, your mental state of mind and your drive. And it's just really up to you. You're alone. You can't, you know, blame somebody else. You can't, you know, I didn't get four under par. You can't blame somebody else for that. In basketball and soccer and football and baseball and hockey, you can blame somebody. You can throw your teammates under the bus. Probably not a wise thing to do, but you can throw people under the bus and blame teammates and entrepreneurship and, and, and golf and in an individual sport like bodybuilding, it's all on you. It's you. You either win or you fail. But if you do fail, you know, get up and dust yourself off and try again and reinvent yourself. You know, I think the things that I've learned the most from life are from my failures. You know, yes, it's great to win. And I've had a few wins along the way. But, you know, in retrospect right now at 30 years old, I really appreciate my failures early in my 20s. Because I'd rather fail at 20s than to fail in my 30s and 40s and just be a complete bust uh, my entire life. So, you know, I appreciate that and I want to learn from that. And I want to go after that. But, 
You guys really have to be aware of the business models and the things that are out there, um, especially if you're in a gym type setting. There's a gym type setting that I was in where uh, there was like 17 trainers, an absurd number of trainers, and one fitness manager decided who got what client. And basically, they did time availability. And then uh, it came out to you know whoever the favorites were, were get the majority of the clients. And then... Uh, it came to who was he having sex with that got all the clients. And it was nuts. It was just absolutely crazy. It's not how you conduct business. And the gym industry and the fitness industry, um, you know, it's it's a great, you make a great impact in people's lives. You get to change lives every day, but they cheapen your money. And the business side of it is the complete opposite of what you're expected to preach as a trainer. It is a very negative cutthroat environment. And, you know, business is cutthroat, no doubt. But it's just very negative. It's the complete opposite of what you're able to preach every day. Uh, I've seen uh, trainers uh, yell and argue throughout a meeting and then jump into a class and instantly turn it on and be like, hey, you know, all positivity and just two completely different people. I myself have done that numerous times. And, you know, I won't lie to you guys on the podcast. I felt fake as fuck uh, doing that. And I understand it's part of the job. You got to put the mask on and, and be positive and encourage your clients and can't let those frustrations out. But, you know, I kind of want to differentiate myself in the industry. I don't want to just be like everybody else because then I'm just another number. I'm just another person. And, uh, you know, there's at times where I keep a a buck with my clients. I keep it a buck with my customers and say, hey, this and this are going on. This is not making me happy. Uh, just a heads up. And they appreciate that. They appreciate the realness and the authenticity from that. Uh, I've been very critical of some management, been very critical of some uh, business transactions, as I should be, because you know I'm fighting for my life. I'm fighting for my livelihood. I'm fighting to survive. And a typical fitness trainer, a typical personal trainer, a typical uh, average uh, strength and conditioning coach, they don't make a lot of money. They make a substantial less amount of money. And then everybody tries to sell them on, oh, it's the passion. You have to love it. And you do have to love it. You do have to love it. You do have to exude passion and exude all that. But there comes a time in your life where you want to make money. You want to really make an impact. And that's why I encourage you guys to jump into entrepreneurship and don't be afraid to fire somewhere that you don't want to be at. Uh, if you don't want to be somewhere, I encourage you always constantly update your resume and put it out there. Kind of like when you're fishing, when you throw out the fly and you just wait for the fish to bite, you know, throw it out there, put it out there. If you want to get a different job and then use part of that money to live on and part of that money to reinvest in your entrepreneurial ways. And when you build that up enough, then to completely jump off the ship and go, you know, the most successful people in life, I think I heard uh, Steve Harvey say this the other day, but the most successful people in life are what he was talking about success uh, were the people who, you know, they just jumped. They just jumped. And if you're, you know, people say that all the time now, if you're not bold enough to chase your dreams or passions, you're going to be ch uh, working for someone that did. And that's very true. That's very true. Early on at 21, 22, 23 years old, I was thinking that I was chasing my passion. I was thinking that I was chasing my dream. 
And I wasn't. I was chasing somebody else's dream. And they had successfully manipulated me into that position. Now, I'm not pointing the fingers and playing the blame game. At the end of the day, it's my fault. And I was a complete dumbass for believing in this individual and in the company. But, you know, go out there and chase your own thing. Don't be happy with 30%. Uh, you know, I, I told a boss this the other day. I said, I don't want to even piss for 30%. So, you know, that's just not happening. And, you know, I know that, you know, certain things that you might say to management, they're going to keep that in mind. And maybe your days might get numbered or maybe this might happen or that might happen. Just be aware of that. Be self-aware of constantly what's going on around you and constantly what's going on around your business. Because if you don't, then it's going to be very unsuccessful. You're not going to have a good time doing it and you're not going to be happy. Uh, the gyms are starting to learn that now. The reason why trainers disappear so much, clients, is because they are not getting paid hardly anything to really bust their ass, work extremely long hours uh, throughout the day and work almost every day. You know, that's why I always recommend Uh, When you're doing your own thing as a trainer to get either privatized clientele or get in uh, an inside group, uh, maybe athletes, maybe celebrities, maybe people that are well off and be able to train them. Uh, A lot of wealthy people have their own gyms in their in their houses. So maybe get down with somebody, you know, get friendly. That's why networking and connections are so big. Networking and connections are so huge because you never know. Uh, when that could pay off. Uh, you know, I was purchasing a book uh, by Devon Franklin, and I tell people this all the time. I don't give out relationship advice. I don't give out spiritual advice because uh, I suck at both of those things. I am terrible at relationships. I am terrible with uh, spirituality. And I recognize that because I've been self-aware about that and I've come to that realization. And uh, I just want to keep it a buck with everybody. So, you know, I bought uh, Devon Franklin's book and uh, he's a great preacher. If you don't know who Devon Franklin is, Devon Franklin used to be a Sony executive and also a pastor. Uh, Then he is the husband of Megan Good out in Hollywood. And, you know, he's just a really phenomenal dude. He gives great advice, uh, great uh, preaching, great sermons and really you know, struck a chord with me. And I'll be honest with you guys. I cannot stand the majority of pastors. Uh, I grew up in it. Uh, I knew and know what goes on behind the scenes. I've seen multiple cover-ups of uh, crazy uh, allegations and crazy different things. And I've really come to see that, you know, yes, pastors are humans as well. Uh, I understand that. And they do, you know, do crazy things as us humans do. But, you know, I came to really dislike uh, a lot of pastors and, you know, he's the one dude or one of the few that I just really enjoy listening to, even if, you know, I'm struggling with something and he'll talk about that and it hits right on the head. A lot of the material that he puts out is right on the head. And I would absolutely love to meet him one day and uh, thank him personally for the impact and the, the positive impact he's had on my life and in my journey. But he, uh, you know, I've been talking about different books or, you know, different things that he has. 
And I really recommend that to my followers or to my listeners. When I co-sign a book, it's a book that has directly affected me. And maybe it might help you guys along the way. It might be additional material as you know, opposed to just hearing my voice all the time and doing what I say. You know, I love multiple opinions from multiple different people. So, um, you know, I, I was doing some things for him and just, you know, marketing and, and getting the word out about it. You know, not being paid, of course. And, and he doesn't know me. I don't know him personally. So, but, you know, I noticed that he thanked me all the time. And then uh, he ended up following me on Instagram. And it was really surprising to see that, that someone of that high of a stature would follow me. But, you know, that's how you network and that's how you connect with people. You know, so whatever content I put out there, he's going to see it as well as my followers are going to see it. And it could be Devon Franklin, uh, someone who's highly successful in the in the industry or in the world. Or it could be a homeless dude sitting on the sitting on the ledge. Like what connections and networking are you making with people? If you do that, you know, and you just really don't try to suck up to them, but you just keep it a buck. You keep it real. Uh, you know, I do not like kissing ass and business and i understand you have to keep your political connections and you have to do this and that and there is some politics and some things you have to do along the way totally understand that but uh as far as kissing up sucking up you know i don't care i don't care um you know there's very few people i would be shocked to meet because i'm or i'll be you know in awe of because i'm a fan of theirs but you know, really just keep it above with everybody. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm John. You know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And keep it moving. Make that connection and make that networking because you never know uh, what can happen or who you can meet or who you run into. And I think that is a great positive about the fitness industry is when you do work for multiple people or you bounce around or whatever, that you get to meet a lot of different people day in and day out and a lot of different connections. And some are good connections and some are bad connections. And you have to go through that. But really build your base, build your fans, build people that are going to listen to you, build people that are going to appreciate what you have to say. And that's why I keep it authentic and as genuine and as raw and as uncut as I possibly can. Uh, Even if that ruins some professional relationships, so be it. Because I want to be myself and I want to be... Uh, someone who's going to be genuine. I'm not just going to be another puppet in the system. Uh, I I don't want to be a puppet. I'm not thankful or grateful for 30% of anything or 20% or 15% or, you know, you're only making money when you're training. You're not making money when you're recruiting. You know, it's absurd. It's absurd. And you wonder why people leave the gyms and people have such a high turnover rate. Uh, gyms cannot keep on to management. They cannot keep on to sales teams. They cannot keep on to trainers. They cannot keep on to operations because of just the amount of dirty politics that go in it. And that's where I say, hey, if you can afford it or get the capital or raise the capital, you know, start and do your own thing. It doesn't have to be huge. You don't have to take on the behemoths. You can go small and then uh, when the time is appropriate, you can monetize on that and then you can scale. Uh, be very careful with scaling, by the way. Uh, scaling can end a lot of businesses if they're not done right. And also, 
Uh, guys, stop investing in these dumbass franchises that want to just take your money and take a franchise fee. You're not going to get rich investing in a franchise. You might see a good return on money and a good return on investment, but the majority of these people that own franchises and that own different things, they're private equity groups. They're a group of people. So of course it's paying off and then they have hundreds and hundreds of them. So of course they're seeing big returns on their money. Uh, as an individual, you know, be careful with that. Uh, study the business. Always know what you're getting into. Uh, one of the things that uh, I was reading with Devon and his one of his biggest points in his books were know your industry, understand your industry. And it's amazing to me when I when I read that, I was like, you know what? Do I really know everything there is to know about the industry? And I said, no, I said, no. Absolutely not. So I was like, oh, let me learn. Let me really put myself in the industry. Let me put myself in multiple situations so I can understand and learn about that. And so I did. And lo and behold, I learned so much about business. And I'm still learning to this day. You never stop learning. Being educated about your industry is so important because you're going to maneuver. How can you possibly maneuver if you don't understand it? And there's some trainers out there, and there's some coaches out there that are just happy with, you know, whatever they want. They're this, oh, wow, I didn't know I could get paid this much for this. And they think 30 grand is a lot. They think 40 grand is a lot. And so they're happy with that. And that's cool. If you think 40 grand is enough for you to live and, and do your thing, cool. So be it. Is it enough for myself? No, it's not. It's not enough for myself. It's not because the type of impact I want to have, the type of uh, uh, reach I want to have, the type of connections and networking, it's going to require a lot of money. And, uh, you know, I want to build that. I want to build uh, stuff and I want to really leave my mark and I want to leave my legacy. Not only do I want to leave my legacy in the game, I want to uh, expand my father's legacy really want to expand my father's legacy. Uh, he died at 57. I feel like he had uh, 40 years, 40 more years of legacy to continue. But his life was cut short. So I want to carry that torch uh, and really build his legacy. Because anything I do, uh, either build something or give back or do something in the community or whatever the case may be, it's going to be under his name. You know, because I want my dad's story out there. I want other people to feel comforted uh, by, you know, if they're going through cancer, if they're going through sickness or illness or weight issues or nutrition. You know, it's a big driving force in my life, but I have to have a lot of capital to do that. Now, starting out, I don't have to have a whole lot of capital to do that. But climbing up the ladder, yes, you're going to have more expenses, more overhead, more things as you go on. But I really want to continue my father's legacy and combine it with my own legacy. You know, I feel like he has a great story. I feel like my life has a great story. A lot of trials and tribulations early on in my life. And finally at the point now where instead of I'm reacting and fighting and screaming and ranting and raving and, and crying and all types of shit. You know, I'm understanding why I'm going through this or why this is happening. And that's the beauty of J Trains is because I told you guys a couple of weeks ago when I said, hey, I want to, you know, have you guys become better than me because I want everyone to have success. So I'm going to put myself out there on a ledge and put my story out there on a ledge 
and really just so it can resonate with everybody else that's listening to the podcast. Because there's people, there's guys, there's ladies out there, there's fellas out there, there's people out there hate their jobs, hate their lives, don't want to do it, but they're scared to chase their passion. They're scared to develop into entrepreneurship. And you don't have to be a trainer or a coach. You know, if you're jumping into making shoes or or doing clothes or, you know, uh, doing uh, music or doing something with sports or broadcasting, you know, really do it on your own. This is the time to, you know, do it. Uh, we live in the best era of the time to be an entrepreneur and to really develop and become successful and then stick it. Stick it to people. Stick it to these companies that tell you that you're no good. You are good. You are talented. You are a hard worker. You do different things well and you do them great and you're going to have that impact. You know, remind yourself that. Remind yourself how dope you are. Companies want you to feel grateful, want you to feel this and want you to feel that. And I understand there is some gratitude with that. If someone offers you a good gig, there is some gratitude that comes with that, of course, but not in the sense of bow down to everything they want, because no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Am I grateful? Yes. Am I thankful? Yes. But am I going to bow down? No, I'm not going to kiss the rain. I'm not going to kiss the rain at all. And so I, I encourage the, the listeners, you guys, to go into entrepreneurship, to understand business models, to understand what it's going to take to leave an impact in the fitness industry. Don't just follow suit and work for a company and take a bunch of Instagram selfies and think you're really moving the pendulum. You're not. Okay. Nothing irritates me more than seeing these corporate nine to five people work for these companies and then take photos of themselves working out of the gym and then have feel like they have the opinion or the talent level to just give out any type of advice to anybody. Now, if you want to hustle on the side, cool, I understand that, but stop doing that. Stop doing the influencing marketing. Like influencers and people are people that are about it, about it. You know, why do you have to work at this job and then just come back and train here? Why don't you go full time? Why don't you do what you're trying to do. And I really think that's going to change in the fitness industry soon. Uh, performance training, sports performance training, training people like athletes is going to be the wave that takes over. And in America, you're not, you don't, can't you, uh, there is no legal law saying that you have to be certified to train. And that's why I always encourage get a degree and get certification, make yourself more elite than the typical trainer. Typical CPT will say, hey, I'm certified through this. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But what are you doing with that? How are you training with that? How are you understanding people? How are you marketing yourself? How are you branding yourself? How are you hustling and grinding and putting in that sweat equity? You know, it's one thing for somebody to go in the gym and just work out all the time and then give other people advice. It's a whole different skill set when you got a trainer that studied it, does it, uh, puts in the work, puts in the hustle, puts in the late hours. It's a totally different skill set. And we got to understand that as we move toward performance training, as you know, that moves toward, I really believe that they're going to start auditing trainers. You know, do you have your degree? Do you have a certification? Do you have this? Do you have that? Instead of do you just have certs? Now, some gyms are going to take a very lazy approach 
and they're going to hire you with a basic certification or no certification at all. That's because they do not care about personal training. All they care about is new member signups so they can make as much money and actually depend on them not coming to the gym. It's a very sad thing to see. Very sad thing to see some of these gyms cross $200 million of revenue and their, and their people are just looking god-awful. And it's sad to see. So I know I discussed a lot today and I want to probably break here um, because there's business and the way I see the fitness industry going. So I want to actually continue this uh, episode, but I'm going to continue as a regular episode on Tuesday where the fitness industry is going to be headed because I believe that it's going to, you know, really... Uh, become more performance-based training and metrics than just your typical gym sesh. Uh, You know, that's just not going to happen anymore. It's not going to cut it anymore. I'm tired of seeing uh, fake people in this industry. I'm tired of seeing fake trainers. I'm tired of seeing scammers. I'm tired of seeing people get over on people. And it's time we boost the quality of what we're providing uh, day in and day out. So I want to continue this episode uh, Tuesday. So I'm, otherwise, it's going to be like a four hour podcast because I have a lot to say about this stuff. <laughs> I have a lot to say about this. Uh, it's just really, really, really on my mind. So anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed some of this today. Uh, my basis for this episode is to try entrepreneurship, to understand business models, to understand how you're getting screwed over by these corporations, to understand these companies in a in day out and then maneuver around them and maneuver with them and learn the ropes and then do your own thing. Do your own thing. There's going to come a point in my time relatively soon that I'm going to have to make a choice, do my own thing or stay with this. And, you know, that's going to be a very big decision, a very big leap of faith. But, you know, I'm ready to do that. Uh, I've, I've learned a lot and, you know, I'm continuing learning. So there's a few things I want to edge in before I go out and venture off and uh, into the wind, so to speak. So just put in that work, man. Put in that work and study, 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 research, know your numbers, uh, know, you know, who's doing what, how's doing what, what's going on all of that, because if you don't, uh, things are going to get very nasty for you. Uh, These people are not nice. Uh, They put on a smile. They will smile at you all day and speak to you in a kind, political, white voice manner. But uh, that's not going to happen. Okay, that's not going to happen. And I'm here to help protect that. Uh, I've been through a lot of bullshit over the last couple of years, uh, and I've been very, very uh, pissed off and instead of, you know, sc- uh, screaming, ranting, raving, cussing out, uh, I really want to educate you guys and help other people that are going through the same thing. Because if I can make a difference in one life, then I've done my job as a trainer. So that's what I want to do to you guys today for today's episode. I appreciate you guys listening. Follow me on Facebook, uh, John Nelson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, JTrains31, all uh, one word, no uh, underscores or anything. Click the link tree in my bio, Apple Music. I just updated your playlist yesterday, so enjoy that. Seven curated playlists by myself to uh, work out to, some great hip-hop uh, to work out to, and Spotify. I will update you guys relatively soon. J Train's book club selection. I will be making my selection 
uh, this week and put that out there for you guys so you guys can pick up a copies of those things. And I appreciate the listeners. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Uh, thank you for uh, going with my longest podcast thus far, my longest single upload thus far. But I really want to attack uh, what's going on and how things are going on because I'm tired of it and uh, I'm here to fight. I'm here to fight. My whole life I had to fight. My whole life I had to go against the grain when it wasn't popular to do so. And I'm going to continue that for you guys uh, as part of my legacy and extending my father's legacy. So follow me on those things and have a great weekend. Please stay warm. Uh, Please drive safe. Uh, The weather is terrible all over the place. So, you know, just make sure you drive safe and drive slow if you have to. And, uh, you know, do, do all those things. So I will see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great day. Get a great workout in. Peace. Love.